Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Welcome to the Backstory Podcast. I'm your host, Colby Cole. And on today's program, this episode, we are talking to a legend, an icon, a songwriter, a creative, a change agent, Mr. Kirk Franklin. What's up, Kirk? How you doing, man? Man, it's an honor to see you, King. This is this this has really made my day. Me and Kirk go back a long time, and I want to tell this story about Kirk because I don't think a lot of people understand that you are responsible for an entire radio format adjusting itself and flourishing and providing a lot of opportunity for other artists and black folks to work. What are you talking about? You, back in the day, gospel music, which was just called gospel music, now we say inspiration music, was relegated to AM radio stations. You go to every city, it'd be, it'd be the AM gospel station, and the music was, you know, sort of old school in a sense. You come along, break the trend, do your own thing, like make it hip. And all of a sudden you got young people, all kind of folks that don't normally be engaged with inspiration music, playing inspiration music. I remember vividly when your first song came out, I was in a club in Philly and um, it was a hip hop club. And the DJ would play the reason why we sing at the end of the night to like calm everybody down on a Saturday night going into Sunday, but to remind them about church. That brother is impactful. So fast forward, because of what you did, you and our and a company I work for was really the leaders in it, decided to make a format on the FM side that would play your music and other music that you were inspiring, other artists that kind of came around you, and it created an entire format. And then we syndicated it programming across the country. And so today, inspiration music is on the FM dial and... We have all these amazing inspiration talent and radio shows and and created this whole universe because of you. It really started with you. And you made you're gonna be humble and say no, but it was really you and it was and our good friend Elroy Smith, who at the time yeah. in yeah. Chicago, GCI was one of the biggest radio stations, the urban radio stations in the country. He yeah. took the chance and played your music on the station next to all of the rap songs and the R and B songs that everybody else did. I never knew this until you said this to me. I never yeah. knew. No, you you inspired because w- because when you when we play while while you sing, then we would um, then Yolanda Adams and Donnie McClurkin. All of a sudden, these these artists were getting played on the mainstream hip hop radio stations, and so when it became a bunch of songs, then it was like let's just do the format and let's do an FM format and allow this to flourish. Um, and expand it to other artists that may not make it to mainstream radio, but it was just like a lane. And the initial launch of the format, which was interesting, was it had a tremendous, powerful impact, 1834 and 1849, when it first launched, when we first decided to do the FM inspiration format. And that's because of you, man. You were the leader. You were the person that went against the churches and the people that was like, oh, we don't like this. This is not what we normally do. But you had this vision 
And you were able to, you know, kind of just fight through that and make music. And somehow the word of the Lord was spread into spaces that would never be spread before. We would never play any song like that. It just never would happen until we played Kirk Franklin. Then we played Donnie. Then we played Yolanda, you know, and then we played the Mary Mary. Like all of this stuff happened, but it started with you. And I don't think you get enough flowers for that because it was just so impactful that you have been able to you know, share your passion for the Lord and how you share your passion for the Lord, but open up a door for others to do it and more people to be exposed to it. And and that's really, that's a credit to you. And I'm just a, you know, I'm a program director at to heart. So I know this history because I just lived it. And I always go back to what was the turning point that we did this? And it was the reason why we sing from Kirk Franklin and the family was the beginning part of this whole universe of FM inspiration. So congratulations, sir. You did it. I never knew that. That's amazing. I'm I'm serious. I've never had anybody ever say to me that there was a whole format that that was started like that. But but anyway, thank you. I appreciate it. And we can move on now because I. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, um, the Backstory Podcast, which is great about it. I've interviewed you numerous times over the years. But what what Mm -hmm. what's great about the Backstory Podcast is sort of I, I take just sort of a look at an artist or creative and just what were some of the building blocks of their foundation. And then we're going to get into this new television show, which I'm really excited about you and your wife. Yeah. Uh, Cause you and your wife remind me of me and my wife and, and we've been married married for just as long as you've been married. So like we get it and what you're doing is amazing. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk into that, but, but first to just kind of get to, to, you know, to get things started. Um, you grew up in the Dallas area, and you were really um, engaged um, very young with music. Now, from my understanding, you were able to, like, perform uh, instruments just by ear. You were able to, to naturally perform instruments. You didn't really get any training. Well, I took piano lessons from the age of four to ten. Mm-hmm. And then that, that was really it. And then everything else came by ear. I, I, I mm-hmm. could hear the songs on the radio. I, I, I could hear all the R&B songs and I could play them and. And, you know, that's that's what made the girls start liking me. And so when the girls start liking me, then, of course, I'm going to keep learning every song that I can learn. And so and so that's how it started for me. You were brought up in a religious you sort of had a religious upbringing. But when you became a teenager, you became a little rebellious. Talk a little bit about the, the that stage you were going through. Yeah, well, I was adopted uh, by an older lady and mm-hmm. she was a lady that um, she was a lady that paid for my piano lessons and. Uh, you know, she would she would recycle cans and stuff like that. And uh, she was a widow. And so it just left a lot of space for me to get in trouble. It, it just left a lot of space for me to get into a lot of things that were not always the most productive for me. And then uh, so I would be with church. I, I would be at church with her. But then I'd be on the corner smoking wild and whatever, you know, you know, just with the block. And so I just had this dichotomy that I lived in. And then a friend of mine got killed when I was 15 and that kind of changed the trajectory of my life because I knew that I was kind of, you know, just wilding. And so that was the paradigm shift for me. Talk a little bit about the family. So you, you formed that at a very young age and this was different in the inspiration space. Like, you know, you had a, you had a different idea than what was, what was happening And, and what was sort of the genesis of your vision? Where did that come from? Man, I had no vision. I had no vision. I called these people the family because I didn't have family because I didn't Mm -hmm. have cousins, sisters and brothers. And so I was always absent of that. And so that's why I called them the family. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I, I didn't know 
that the music I was doing was good as I just knew I wanted to do music. I just had it in me, but I had no idea. I had no plan, had no vision. There, there was nothing, there was nothing intentional that I was doing that I thought was going to be transformative. I didn't really think that it would, and, and, and definitely didn't have any idea that it would cross over, you know, and I don't think anybody knew. And so that just made it even more, you know, just even amazing to me. So then you put out this song and it starts to get airplay and it really starts to take off across the country. And then you started to go across the country. Uh, You were invited to a lot of churches and you were just, you know, traveling around. What was that experience for you in real time that you made something that was different? And then all of a sudden people started attaching to it differently. And you were also catching some rays from people that were more formal about inspiration music but you kind of plowed through all of that talk about that moment in your life like biggie says it was all a dream you know (laughs) it it, it's not even something that i can even kind of even comprehend or bring back to recollection because it happened so quick it was so and and i think that i was so busy being lost in it Mm -hmm. that that you know i also was coming up in a time where there was not this uh this context of mentors and and having other people pouring into your life, everything was you had to figure it out on your own. And so there was just a lot of figuring out on the way. There was a lot of stumbling. And and so it's almost like this illustration that I always use is that one of our first trips, me and, me and the family had to do a bus trip from Texas to California for one of our first concerts from Texas to L.A. And when we got there, the promoter was like, yo, man, what did you think of that drive? And I I didn't really know what to say. He was like, what did you think of that sun setting over those mountains? I was like, I don't know. I just, he said, you didn't see the stars at night when you went through the desert? Was, and so because we left Texas so late, we were rushing to get to the concert that a lot of what he said and what he was asking me about, I missed all of it because I was so busy trying to get there. Right. And so my point is, is that most of my career I've been so busy trying to get there, whatever there is, that it's not a lot of smelling the flowers on your way. Yeah. It's interesting when you when you can reflect back on that and especially when you're young and you and you just moving and you don't really get a chance to appreciate stuff. But then when you get older and you start looking back in your life, you're just like, man, you get that that feeling like, oh, I missed this. I missed that. So what was impactful about your album? Because I, I started, you know, just talking a little bit about how you changed radio. But, you know, you you had the only the third gospel album to go platinum. And I think the one before you was Aretha Franklin. So you come out with this project and it really dynamically changes your life. And now all of a sudden you have this big platform to experiment with music and ideas and concepts around inspiration. And you just made a string of really good songs that would allow people to a the hooks were great and they were fun and you could sing along with them but they will also move you and so are you saying are you telling me this was all an accident like you didn't uh you, there wasn't no planning into to all of that all of those gems you dropped on us it was all god's sovereignty I, is i wish i could flex on you is i wish that i you know could impress you and and make you think i was that guy but bro i ain't got nothing for you <laughs> Really, man, is that I don't know. You know, you, you never yeah. know. And right. when people yeah. say that they know, they don't know. And and yeah. like even like a song like Melodies from Heaven, right? Like mm-hmm. Melodies from Heaven when it came out in '96, Melodies from Heaven was not as impactful like it is now. Right. 
like people sing melodies from heaven at day parties and clubs and you know but that that wasn't happening when i when i did melodies from heaven mm-hmm. so you know you know you don't know you don't know i'm i'm i mean melodies from heaven is almost 30 years old and people are singing it now like it's like it just came out you know and so you never really know but but the gratitude and the appreciation that i have is bar none i i'm i'm extremely thankful that in spite of all the things that should rule me out and and could rule me out, the Lord's kindness seems to continue to run it over, and I'm and I'm doing my best to try to be grateful for it. McDonald's is not new to chicken, so maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy, juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact. We can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. I'm sure you had numerous experiences with people that you changed their lives, like for the better, or you took them off of that ledge. Do you have, you know, some some stories of moments where you know, you realize the impact of what you were doing musically? Yes, I think for me, the greatest miracle, and I say this with with a much soberness, is I think the greatest miracle is to be at 53 here talking about releasing another song, you know? Yeah. And, you yeah. know, and my first album came out when I was 23. So, you know, just even that is, to me, that is just a great work of a miracle that can't be planned. Like, like there's no life plan that you can try to put together to try to strategize that, you know, saying so there's no PR team that's sitting around for 30 years, you know, that's, that's, that's got some type of ideation that ends in a 53 year old man after 30 something years releasing a new single just do not work. When you have all of that equity and, and songs like stomp and looking for you and, you know, there's so much music that you've made or smile. I mean, I think about smile a lot because we live in a society that it ain't cool to smile. Like people are just so like stressed and they got a a lot of heaviness that they handle. And you made that record. And I remember the first time I heard that record and I just like stopped and I breathed and I smiled and I was like, man, we need this right now. So you sent, you, you tend to have those songs and moments where we need it. Like we, like stomp, I thought was brilliant. Like it just, it was just such a great song. It was a great track. The video was phenomenal. And it was just like you, regardless of what your status was, you could connect with the song and you could really feel like the energy of the song. And that is just that's so powerful. That is very kind of you. And, you know, like you said earlier, it doesn't feel like that when you're in it, you know, because all you can feel are the attacks and, yeah. the, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, sometimes the persecution. But I'm extremely grateful. So you got this new TV show that you're doing with your wife. And this is what's interesting is that you've always kind of showcased your wife in some way or another. We knew we know about Tammy, but you decided to come together and do this show. And what was really the genesis of 
partnering on uh, on this show to to help single folk? Well, first of all, shout out to TV One. You know, they've they've been a great partner, as you know, well, better than anyone else. And for me, more than anything, is I'm excited about showcasing Tammy. Is I'm excited about people getting a chance to see how dope she is, how she can have charisma and style and be able to carry, uh, you know, just a level of just engaging people on another plateau. Right. And so mm-hmm. that that makes me more excited than anything else is to be able to showcase her. So so give us a little background on on the one, because you seem to have found the one and you and your your wife, you guys connected very young and you've been together. What is it? Twenty five years now. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. See, like I, I got Guido's two years back. So, so twenty seven so years of marriage. You know, what was it about her and you and your relationship? What is it that drives the two of you that makes you guys like great? Well, now, this is something that I also want to say is I don't think that numbers always quantify a great marriage. You know, um, is I remember, you know, like some people will brag, you know, and my parents been together 40, some 50 years. But 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 as young kids, we all knew people that lived were were married that long, but they weren't happy. They just existed. They also come from a community that some people just stay together because they don't believe in leaving each other. But they don't have no happiness. They sleep in separate bedrooms. They don't have no engagement, no conversation. And we knew a lot of people like that growing up as kids. Where the husband just sat in the chair and watched the sports and then moved from that chair, died in that chair. You you know, you know, and she she be like, oh, don't pay attention to Henry. He all right. You know, Mm -hmm. and it's like they didn't go to they didn't go to church together. They didn't go to church together. She went. He stayed, you know, what, you know, and they died like that. You know, it's one thing I can say is that I think American culture romanticizes marriage to a point mm-hmm. that it becomes it almost becomes like an idol. Like 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 even how we do within our communities, if you see a young lady in her thirties, some of the older ladies are looking at her like something's wrong with her because she's not married. Yeah. You know, like like we make people broken if they are individuals. <laughs> and individualism is still a very powerful thing. You look at Paul, you know, he wrote the majority of the Bible and, and, you know, and he wasn't married. So we've got to also stop demonizing people that are not and to stop idolizing people that are. Oh, that yeah. was a word. Yeah, it was. So what happens on this show? What, what, what role does yeah, yeah, you? Yeah, well, first of all, it's not a Christian dating show. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a dating show just for people, man. It's fun. It's engaging. It's entertaining. As people mm-hmm. are going through their process, you know, just learning more about themselves, learning more about the opposite sex, and uh, we, you know, we 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 understand that it's television. So television has its beats and its engagements, and so we're very excited that people can feel the passion, feel the love in it. And uh, incredible production team, incredible network. You know, the the network came to the table, knocked it out the park. You know, Tam and I trying to drop gems and trying to try to show our mistakes. Like I said, I'm very cautious with the, these terms of examples and blueprints, because I think that that not, you know, that no just one couple can be the handbook for relationships because of course, relationships, yeah. Yeah, relationships are so complex. And so I think mm-hmm. that when you watch the show, you begin to be reminded of that. But 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 also hopefully you'll be inspired and engaged and entertained. Bruh, you like for a big chunk of your marriage, you are a recording artist touring all over the world. You were moving like you didn't have a normal like most people that get married. They have a normal live in the same house, not moving around. How were you able to stay together and stay so strong through all of that? 
Well, first of all, Tammy is extremely kind. And when I asked her those questions out there, she said, because I knew what I signed up for. I mean, because remember, when I got married, I already had two albums out. You know, like, yep. you know, like while we sing was out, it was doing what it was doing. And and then the, uh, the uh, Christmas album, I'd already recorded the What You're Looking For album, hadn't come out yet. So, you know, mm-hmm. I had a career that was already in its growth and, and in its span. And so by God's grace. So, you know, so when I met Tammy, you know, it was already doing what it was doing. And so, you know, it wasn't where we started out when me down in the basement with a keyboard and just dreams, you know, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it was, it was, was, you know, doing, you know, doing whatever God had it doing. And so, you know, she, she kind of jumped on, you know, she kind of jumped on the train. She kind of walked into it as it was going. And, and so she, she has been incredible at that, but now I'm excited about her time. I'm excited about right. her. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about things that are really about her because, you know, She's an incredible woman, and I and I just want to showcase who she is. So in this show, you bring on single people, and is it you with the guy and her with the girl? Is that is that how it works, or you you both no, together? With it, it goes all of those different ways. Sometimes I talk mm-hmm. with the sisters, she talks with the brothers, and we just really try to have honest conversation, and uh, it's just a really, 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 really good time. And so you help them try to find the one. So what are some traits that Tammy and you have that you list for looking for the one, the quality of somebody that could be the one? Well, first of all, we also try to figure out what their one is. Once again, mm-hmm. not to try to make Kirk and Tammy, you know, you know, we are not here to tell you what that one is, you know, is I think mm-hmm. that we fail people to do that same way when you do like, you know, you know, when you talk about God, talk about Jesus and you're like, you know, let me tell you what you need to be doing. It's like, right. no, 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 right. you know, God reveals himself in every situation uniquely to the uh, spaces and places of those people. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's, I think that we just have try to have more of a conversation with people about what are the things that are important to you? What, what, what are the things that are more valuable to you? Okay. Well, listen, if that's important to you, listen to what this person is saying, because they do not share those same, <laughs> they do not share those same desires. Those are not the same things on their list. Are you listening? You know, you may be looking at the body, the physical, but when you talk about your list, y'all's lists are not synonymous. Give me some insight on some of the episodes so far. Like um, what are some of the things that we should look out for that you were intrigued by, or some of the things that may be, um, you weren't so intrigued by? Well, I think that what I was intrigued by more than anything is that, you know, the story of how people in the 30s and 40s still continue to have these struggles finding people that they can be compatible with, you know, and yeah. and these are real things because I think that culture has changed the value system in what people believe in and what they don't believe in. And so you have this, this huge spectrum of people that are, are, that are in their thirties, but maybe very traditional, you know, and you have this other thing where so many people are coming to the table that are either divorced or have, you know, two or three children and all of these nuances make for interesting conversations that make for interesting processes that it was very educational for me to just watch how difficult it is at times for people to navigate all of those realities in 2023. And well, it's, um, it's, it's hard and relationships are not easy. And what's interesting is, um, and I, I find this too, people love the love part of a relationship. Oh, we just got together. It's amazing. 
and that mm-hmm. feeling you get, that natural euphoria you have, but then when the time when it settles and you have to put that work in, you know, it it becomes very difficult. And you bring all of your stuff, and they bring all their stuff to to the table, mm-hmm. and sometimes there's a lot of wobble there, and then people just give up and then they move on, and then people carry a lot of baggage, like you said, you know, from previous relationships and they, they can't let it go. And it's really, um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you know this, like I have a lot of single friends in their, their thirties, forties and fifties, right? Like these people that just can't seem to find, and it's been, it's been a difficult journey for them. I'm, I'm so anxious to see this cause I, I, I want to see, cause I always find myself when I talk to, to my single friends and they uh, they always say, hey, man, hook me up with somebody, hook me up with somebody. And it's just not it's not that easy. You got to find that, you know, that puzzle yeah. piece. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but it's going to be in a, in, yeah, very entertaining, very engaging. And I'm very excited for people to check it out. All right. So the one is on TV one Thursday night, starting May 18th, 9 p.m. 8 central. And this is Kirk yeah. and yeah. Tammy Franklin. I'm so excited to see this. I'm, I'm glad you guys are yeah. doing this yeah. real quick. Musically, what's coming? We 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 waiting, brother. What's what you got? I have, in the, in the I have a new song that I'm putting out May fifth. It's called All Things. Hope you hear it. Hey, listen, no, we're big fans, and again, thank you for all that you've done. And you know, I I always like to give you your flowers on this because I I don't think you, and I'm glad that we talked about it. How just the impact of just one song could have and can create an entire, you know network of radio stations and change people's lives and a good friend erica campbell who does the get up morning shows actually i'm i'm the one that put the show together for her and brought her over to the company she is changing lives every day on her show and and just an artist that can make great music but then man can be a radio host and can yeah. kind of share that wisdom from a day-to-day perspective man it's just a beautiful thing kirk and i'm just i'm, I'm humble to to know you through this whole process i even remember bro we we had a real serious conversation like 20 something years ago about music and i had brought you on my hip-hop show i was like it's a stone cold hip-hop show you came yeah, on yeah yeah, yeah 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 and you captivated the the audience you just like nope we're gonna hold off on that and this is what we're gonna talk about but you're definitely a pioneer and a leader and uh you know man we're excited for you we're gonna support this tv show and obviously support this music but man just keep making this great stuff and um and thank you for coming to the backstory thank you king coming up on the next backstory podcast r&b star and new edition member ralph tresvant i mean i didn't know how to think feel about it at the time i was like man you know that could mess up the dynamic of the group we just get started you know the group was already voting we're gonna put them out we can't take this no more it's not going down we're putting bobby out the group got word to Bobby and then he actually came to me and I was like I'm not gonna do it if we gonna break the group up like this man the backstory podcast with Colby Kolb is an urban one incorporated reach media pod is good production hosted and executive produced by yours truly Colby Kolb edited by Donkus. follow us on Twitter at backstory PCC on Instagram get the backstory for sales and corporate partnerships Josh Romani and Michelle Marino Digital Marketing, Walter Gaynor, J.R. Smith, and Tim Hall. Thanks again for listening to the Backstory Podcast.